Hello and welcome to Omens and Epiphanies. I'm Grace, and I'm going on a journey. I hope you'll join me. I don't know if I've said this before. I started this journey because I um, found myself as part of a shamanic group. Uh, it's world shamanism. The woman who runs it is uh, of German ancestry, and she's learned from teachers all over the world. But to follow in that path as a white woman just seems like it might be problematic. And so I'm looking for my spiritual practice, see what aligns with what I believe, and see what fits from there. I'm on episode nine today, The Hermit, which is all about finding your gifts and looking inside yourself and seeing what's out there that's inside of you. And I just feel connected to this as a good time for me to tell you where I come from. Now, I'm, I'm really drawn to, to witchcraft. I've, I've looked into it and there are definitely problematic parts of witchcraft, which we've covered already. The chakras being one of them and another one being spirit animals or totems. So I'm trying to find a, a less like a non-problematic witchcraft or maybe I have to make my own path. Um, but that's what I'm doing here in this podcast. And I don't know if I've ever actually explained that <laughs> to you. So I'm glad you're here. And I, I hope that you're here either to learn more about the tarot, because I'm going into the, the numerology and the imagery and the background of some of the tarot cards. Or if you're here like me trying to find your spiritual practice and want to learn more about what's out there. And hopefully you're here to be non-problematic. It's a world where we really need to be aware of that. So I personally believe that magic comes from yourself and your intentions. I believe that we are reincarnated. We haven't gotten to that yet. We'll get to, the, to that in the death card. Um, and I believe that there's magic everywhere. Nature is magic. My house is magic. Myself is magic. My cats are magic. That's what I believe. I work with stones frequently. Um, I have a side business where I make and sell trees of life using stones and wire. And I'm a teacher. So this is a good opportunity for me to do teaching as well, to, to teach, to help you and help me. So this is a great time. Okay, I picked a different spot today because I really wanted some natural light um, from my window. So I'm at my work at my um, craft desk. But my chair here is really squeaky. <laughs> so I might need to go back to working on the floor in the in the living room until I figure out my situation here. <laughs> but I'm sorry if you hear that that squeak every now and again. You hear that creak? This is an old chair. Okay. Um, so today's card is the Hermit. So this is a great time for you to go get a tarot deck you want to get closer to and see if you can match the things on there when I talk about what's um, on the cards themselves. And maybe get a cup of tea. I have some Tazao <laughs> throat comfort tea. It's my favorite tea. It's been my favorite tea ever since virtual teaching because <laughs> I talk so much. But when I was teaching in schools, I couldn't, um, my tea would get cold because I would forget about it. Okay, I have three tarot decks in front of me today because I really wanted to highlight the individualities of these. <clears throat> the first one is the Shadowscapes Tarot. It's, it's my first deck. Um, the first deck I could read, my first deck was the Raider Waite. But um, this has a um, fae-like creature. Uh, it's a very tall person with, with white wispy hair and white and gray wispy robes. Um, the coloring makes me think of their, like, I don't know, fae is what I said at first. 
Um, they are on top of a, what looks like, um, like a rock or a statue. Cause it's, um, it's a peak of a mountain with a rock on top of it. And then a circular rock on top of that. And then some more rocks piled on. And you can check my Instagram at omens and epiphanies for a visual aid of this. If you'd like, we can tell it's up high cause there's four swans flying past, but there's also rocks that remind me of the ocean on it. So it's almost like where the ocean meets the sky. And he's standing on top of this, looking directly into the sun, which first of all is bad. So don't do that. Um, and he's holding, I guess I should say they, I can't really tell gender from this angle. Um, they're looking straight into the sun and they're holding a lantern that has a sun inside of it. The next deck is visually similar. Um, it's the Lightseer's Tarot, which is one of my recent favorites. Um, in this tarot card, there is a there's a young lady on the edge of a cliff, not in a dangerous way, but in a in a contemplative way. She's sitting there at the top of the cliff, and her light is spilling out of her as she overlooks the ocean. She has white or yellow light coming from her with little white baubles, and she is the lantern. She doesn't need a lantern. There is a lantern on the card on the bottom left-hand corner, but she doesn't need it because she has her own light to light her way. And in fact, she's even left little lights along her footprints, so it almost looks like she's spreading joy and spreading light as she goes. But over, other than her, it's a very dark card um, visually. There's dark blues and dark grays. The ocean is a lighter blue, but still dark. Um, and the darkness is kind of coming in around her at the edges. And then finally is the hermit from the sun moon tarot. This hermit is in Egypt, I would say. Um, there's an ohm symbol above some writing that I can't read. I'm just, it doesn't quite look like hieroglyphs, but it might be. Um, this hermit is quite small compared to the letters on the wall. Um, there's five lines of letters and she's about the same height as all five of them. She has beautiful white dreadlocks, I would say. Um, she's a little darker skin. She matches with the wall a little bit. She's got beads on, a pink shirt, and orange pants, and maybe shoes. I can't tell. <laughs> In her left hand is a, it could be a lantern and it could be an hourglass. And in her right hand is a walking stick with um, three prongs on top. And I don't know what's at the bottom of this. If you can, if you know what this is and you can message me on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, please let me know or email me. Anything works. <laughs> I'll tell you. Also, if you can read this, please tell me what it says. It didn't say in the little book that came with it. Um, she's also got a belt around her. Now I'm going to go into the symbolism. So underneath her is the Hebrew symbol Yod, which is um, hand or work and has to do with trust. And she's just kind of standing there. It almost looks like I could walk up and ask her and she would tell me what the words on the wall meant. Like she studied them, you know. Let's talk about the symbolism of the hermit card. First of all, the number nine, which this card is, is a card of completion, joy, and success. And in the fool's journey, this is a search for meaning when he comes across the hermit. Why am I here? What am I doing? Um, and that's a little bit different than the Hierophant, which we met earlier, and it was more of a, um, a worldly journey, like 
what am I doing in terms of schooling? And this is more what I am currently doing. What is my purpose? What is my spiritual path? A lantern or light in this card is, quote, in the darkness of the underworld, this is the sun at midnight. It's hidden silent power. That's from Tara 101. All of these are. Um, any mountain, any standing on a mountaintop is a, about a lofty spiritual achievement. The fact that all of these are solitary indicates, quote, the journey within oneself can only be completed alone. And the darkness that I mentioned in the Lightseer's Tarot is the darkness of Hades and the inner self. And they don't mean Hades like the Greek god, they mean the location, Hades as in hell. Um, The earliest versions of the tarot in the Hermit card had an hourglass in it. And it's been replaced by a lantern, but you can still see that father time kind of feel occasionally, which is why the Sun Moon Tarot had a a lantern and or a hourglass or kind of both, I guess, involved in that. So it's about time and light. Something that I don't see in these cards for my cards, but you might, is Cerberus, which is the three-headed fluffy dog that guards the underworld. Um, And that's another indicator of Hades or the underworld. Okay. Um, Again, off of, um, sorry, in in the tarot handbook um, they say that this card is about completion contemplation and introspection and tarot 101 says quote the figure uses his own inner light nope tarot 101 says quote the figure uses their own inner light and shines it out for others to see showing them the way in the darkness in the wheel of incarnation and quote the seeds of wisdom are indeed sown constantly within us but to allow them to grow we must enter within ourselves alone into the darkness turning our light inward to illuminate ourselves i'm going to once again apologize for the audio of this because i can just kind of tell by looking at it right now that um some of it's going to be a little bit louder than others and i'm gonna do my best to figure figure that out in post editing tonight but it might not be perfect and i do apologize if it's um distracting to the point of not wanting to listen to this episode luckily this episode's mostly about me so it's fine i'm just kidding it's about you too okay when i read tarot cards i read reversed a little bit differently than a lot of people and i have been a tarot reader for quite a while so the way the way i learned it is that a upside down card or what we call reversed in tarot land um, is an internal process and so this is the one card that I use as my example. The hermit to me is almost always reversed. It's almost always an internal process. When the hermit is upright, it actually means something a little bit different to me in terms of um, the, the normal card reading that I do. So a normal hermit is is reversed, but an upright hermit actually means that you need to go out into the world or seek guidance to help you. So that might be going to see a therapist or going and traveling. It could depend on the person or both. Why not? Um, So I wanted to just show you some other ways to read reverse cards if you haven't yet and you don't have your favorite way. These are not a complete list. These are like the top five. Um, So uh, you could read that as internal. You could do it as a negated. So a um, reversed hermit might be not an internal process or sorry, um, not seeking your light or something like that. Maybe you're not doing it. Maybe it's a block for you. Um, As a block is a different one though. So (laughs) maybe your search for... um, your search for your light is blocking you from living your life. Like you're focused too much on your shadow work. Um, It could be opposites. Um, So I don't know. This is hard because they all sound the same to me other than internal. (laughs) So having this as an opposite might be um, that you 
have found your light. There we go. Or it could be a lesson. So instead of being like, this is a big deal, it could be like, hey, you know, while you while you're at it, might as well look for some inner inner workings, you know. Um, so that's that's one thing I wanted to talk about today. Another thing I want to talk about today is what shadow work is. I mentioned it just briefly just now. Um, so you'll hear the word shadow work a lot in witchcraft circles. And it sounds really scary, but to be honest, it's just trying to figure out why your emotions are what they are. So when I woke up yesterday after having like three nightmares in a row, I went through this work. I said, why? Trigger warning. I'm going to start talking about the pandemic. You can skip ahead to about the 15 minute mark. It can be okay. Um, so when I woke up scared, uh, so again, I'm a teacher. It's a Panama. Like this is hard. And by Panama, I mean pandemic. Sorry, I'm on TikTok too much. So when I woke up last night, well, the night before, and one of my nightmares was that I was at school. I had a beautiful classroom. It wasn't my normal classroom. Um, I had a little office that I could shut myself away in. And as I got there, kids that were in the hall partying, they were having such a great time. No masks to be seen. Um, I had forgotten mine in my car, which is a current, (laughs) current dream of mine or nightmare of mine. Um, so I went out to get it, came back in, put it on. And I was like, I'm literally protecting all of you, but none of you care about me. And then I went, why did I dream that? Well, cause that's what I'm afraid of. We're going back to school soon. And I'm afraid that I'm going to care about them more than they care about me. And that's not just the students. It's just the school in general. The students, um, adore me. Oh my God. But that's a fear of mine. Why is that a fear of mine? Well, because I could die. <laughs> I or my colleagues or my students could catch a catch a disease and pass away from it or have long-term effects that nobody knows about yet and it's scary. Why is it scary? Well, cuz we don't know much about it still. It's only been around for a year. So, all of this is to say that that is shadow work. Just sitting down and asking yourself why why why. Um so having Shadow work can be asking yourself out loud. It could be journaling and doing the same process. Just walking through a a stream of thought journaling where you just write down everything that's coming to mind. Um, It could be making a brain map. It could be talking to somebody like it could be talking to a therapist or a partner of yours or your best friend. I talk I'd call and talk to my best friend and my sister a lot about this kind of stuff. (laughs) So having having that shadow work done really just gets to the the root of issues. So my fear might be that nobody's wearing their mask, but my real fear is that I feel undervalued, right? Or <laughs> or like I don't matter at all. That's what shadow work is. Um, now, the um, I looked it up online as well. So uh, scottjeffrey.com slash shadow hyphen work um, talks about Jungian's uh, shadow work. And that's what I just said, paying attention to the why behind emotions allying with the disowned parts of your psyche and meditation and journaling. Now, allying with the disowned parts of your psyche is something that I'm familiar with in my shamanic work. So we call that a soul retrieval. Um, It's where, so what I am to understand from my study (laughs) of um, world shamanism is that parts of our soul just kind of stay. So they could stay in the best part of your life. There could be your your wedding and it's it's literally the best thing in your whole life and your part of your soul goes, you know what? I'm good. Like this is good for me. This is where I want to stay. 
And so part of your soul stays there as a bride or a groom or I don't know, sorry for my non-binary friends. I don't know what it's called um, when you're non-binary, but um, you could, you could still be standing there at the altar, part of yourself. And over time that happens, uh, graduation was amazing. Um, graduating college was amazing. Getting my first job was amazing. So parts of my soul are staying in that time, in that time zone. It also happens when you have something particularly traumatic. Part of your soul goes, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to go any further. This life is not for me. This sucks. And part of your soul gets shorn off at that point as well. And so part of shamanic work is to go on journeys, drum journeys or meditations and go talk to those parts of yourself that have been left behind because you don't want to be part of a person. You want to be a whole person. And it's hard. Um, I had to... I had to explain to a younger version of myself that was just stuck washing dishes and caring for my family that it gets better. It gets so much better and I don't need to be afraid to clean anymore (laughs) or I don't need to be afraid that my family will fail if I don't put 100% in. And I asked her if she wanted to come back to my present with me and uh, she said, yeah, as long as you take care of me, basically, you know, and so I had to take care of myself. And that's a couple of days of like embracing your inner child, um, showing them what what life looks like, explaining to your soul how it got better, um, and just accepting them back in. And it, it comes with like different different cravings. You might crave like hot chocolate milk like you did when you were little. But trying to figure out who you are in the spiritual world is is a mess, but you really do have to do it yourself. But I'm here to kind of help point you in the right direction. So in um um in just general spiritual practices, there are people who are healers. Um there's reiki, there's sound bathing with um crystal bowls. There's forest bathing when you just go out and enjoy the woods. There's theta healing. Um I don't know a lot about that, but um there you can look up theta healing and see about that. And there's herbalists or essential oil connoisseurs. <laughs> so there's people who do heal, healing work. Um, there's also readers. So this could be tarot, palm readings, crystal readings, rune readings, auras, osteomancia, crystal ball, astrology, or even dreams. So um, there's people out there who have some sort of connection to your soul or your higher power. And they use some of those tools to do it. By the way, I said some weird words. So osteomancy is is bone readings. You toss, um, not always bones. It's also usually like some stones and some symbols. Um, and I don't know if I said auras or not. <laughs> um, and astrology is a study of your, um, your star sign and moon sign and all that. There's also um, empaths who just kind of feel what you're feeling and they can help you through stuff. There's a group of people called light workers. Um, which some people believe is everybody and some people believe is a specific subset of people. Those are, um, I, I looked up an article that I forgot to write down. This is the first time in like forever. I'm so distracted. I'm so sorry. But there's a bunch of light workers. Um, so you could be a healer, a dreamer, a messenger, a seer, a unifier, and a protester. You could be any of those things. So if you want to look up light worker and see if you fall into one of those categories, you could do that as well. I also want to talk about mediums versus psychics. Some people think that those are interchangeable, but mediums speak with 
the dead. So they they bridge the gap between the spirit world and this world, and they can, can they can communicate with those who have passed on before us. And the psychic um, psychic speaks with your higher self or your inner self. Um, so they see the they see who you as you are basically. Okay. Some of you might um, want to go talk to some of these people, right? So you want to go meet a psychic and see if you can feel what they feel or talk to a healer and see what they can see in you. You also, I mean, people who read auras can usually tell you what kind of healer you are. So my um, shamanic friend uh, who's taught me everything I know also sees auras. And um, she says that different colors are different types of people. So like somebody that she sees us as having a green aura is usually a good teacher, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so I want to just warn you about scams because a lot of people who are in this world are not in this world for your best interest. So what'll frequently happen is you'll go in for a reading that's usually free or fairly inexpensive. And the person who's giving you the reading will say, oh my gosh, you're cursed. Or you have some dark energy around you. I need to remove it. Um, and that's scary because if they're right, <laughs> then you have a curse or dark energy. And if they're wrong, then you're just going to get a nice healing, right? But no, what's going to happen is they're going to say, so you need to come back for three sessions. They're $200 each and I need all that money up front. Um, and we're going to work really hard to get this. I know it's scary. I'm there for you. They're not there for you. They're there for your money. So and you'll pay it. <laughs> People pay this money. It's a scam that works because you're afraid of things you don't know. So don't, please don't take that as reality. It's what they do to scare you into getting more money from you. Um, if somebody, if you are really cursed, either um, look up curse removals or find somebody you trust that's not going to scam you out of your money. If I meet somebody that for some reason I think is truly cursed, I will help them without a shadow of a doubt without asking for $600 up front. That's insane to me. But it, people get scared and it happens. So just beware of scams, okay? Don't do it. Also, don't do it. Don't scam people, <laughs> you jerk. I'm just kidding. You're fine. I'm sure you would never. Okay. And then if you're interested in witchcraft, like I have found myself, um, you might have noticed that there is a type of witch for every witch is what I've noticed at least. Um, so there's an article by Arcane Alchemy posted on July 26, 2018 that walks through 10 of the most common witches. So there's a Gardenarian witch, which is a very traditional initiated witch. Um, that sounds like uh, Wiccanism to me. It sounds like a Wiccan witch. There's also an Alexandrian witch, which is very similar, but also incorporates ceremonial magic of the Kabbalah, which we talked about last episode when we talked about the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn and why the Kabbalah is part of magic now. There's a solitary witch who practices on their own. There are eclectic witches, which pull from various traditions. There are traditional witches, which have a historical approach. Um, they look at old grimoires. They work with nature and the history of the place that they live. This also... Um, could be somebody who is a hereditary witch, but is sometimes not. They just, they happen upon a old grimoire. Grimoires are the spell books of witches, by the way. Um, hereditary witches have familial ties to witchcraft. They, their grandmother and their grandmother's grandmother and everybody in their family has been a witch. And so they are too. 
hedge witches. I always thought that hedge witches <laughs> worked with like plants because <laughs> it sounds like it. But the word hedge comes from um, marking a boundary. So usually you put a hedge on the outside of your property. So a hedge witch works between the boundary of the spiritual realm and the physical realm. So they work with the liminal spaces between those two. Um, a kitchen witch incorporates witchcraft into their cooking. They might have an herb or veggie garden and they definitely have home remedies. This is the kind of witch where like, um, you're, something's always cooking on their stove. If you come over, you're going to get a cup of tea. Um, there's cookies probably in a cookie jar. And these kitchen witches will incorporate like, oh, lavender is really good for, I don't actually know because I'm not this kind of witch. So I'm going to put this on my cookies and it's going to be even better, you know. Um, a green witch is nature-based. They're in tune with the seasons and use natural materials to make tools. Um, they do, if they can, they'll do their spells and rituals outside. And then there's cosmic witches, which uh, focus on astrology and astronomy. And their spells coordinate with the moon cycles. Um now that's 10 of the top types of witches, but I'm going to read a really quick list from various TikTokers. So I found these from at Jesse underscore streak with two E's. She's amazing, by the way. Um, she actually goes into like what in depth they are, like what, what a hedge witch really is, etc. And she writes them. So like she loves kitchen witches. <laughs> um, at Willow Stars, at Witch Tucker Inn. And at the, the dot two dot baby dot witches, which is annoying when you do that to your name, but I love you anyways. So here's just a general list. Um, there's a gray witch, which is um, light and dark magic, and they balance quote like nature does. I think if I think if I had to pick a witch, um, witch type, that would be me because I really do deal with shadows and light omens and epiphanies <laughs> so um those that would probably be my witch there's also um witches as you get um sorry there's also sea and forest witches if you get your magic and your energy from the sea or the forest there's christian witches who have a christian background chaos and death witches art witches druids glamour witches hermits shamanic witches which i need to look more into because like mm, Hmm, maybe that, I don't know. Um, fairy witches, divination witches. That would be, I think, maybe what you are if you're here because you're learning about divination and also um, witchcraft because you're welcome. Elemental witches, crystal witches, hearth witches, tech witches. Tech witches are actually pretty cool because they're modern. Um, and what they do is they'll make a sigil and put it as their phone background. Um, or they'll they'll just use their technology in some way to help them with their spellcraft warrior witches enchanter witches dream witches blade witches storm witches i get my energy from storms i love that shadow witches i think i said that twice i'm so sorry if i did and candle witches so all of their magic is candle magic now i'm going to be um super judgmental for a second i don't think that you can just pigeonhole yourself as a witch right i don't think that you just have to pick one and say oh i'm a candle witch mm, can't do that crystal work i'm candle work only thank you you know, I don't think it works that way. And there's actually, because there's eclectic witches, I think that that's a very fair assumption for me to make. Because I feel like an eclectic witch is like, hey, I'm going to do some crystal work. And I'm going to do some candle magic. And I'm going to get my energy from this storm. And I'm going to go get some storm water. And I'm going to um, talk about my astrology. I'm a cosmic witch. They take a little bit from everything. Um, I do I do think that eclectic kind of is a catch-all. And so I feel like if you wanted to say I'm an eclectic cosmic storm 
uh, Crystal Witch. I don't know. Um, that would be accurate. But a lot of the older witches that I've met are like, I'm just a witch. Like, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't need this. Now the baby witches call them elder witches, but it's it's one thing or the other. So they'll kind of scoff their their noses at the type of witch you are, because you can be any kind of witch. You can be a you witch, by golly. So I guess I'm a tech witch too, because I'm, <laughs> I'm spreading the joy of witchcraft over the airwaves and I'm using audacity in my fancy microphone to do it with. Okay, so if you're, if you're going on a hermit journey, which I think you should, maybe, okay, I can't give you homework because I can't, I'm not going to keep track of you, but if you want to accept my challenge, sometime this week, what I would do is journal. Take an emotion that you felt strongly this week and ask yourself why you felt that emotion. Why? And then keep keep going. Why? <laughs> why did you feel angry? You know, because of this. Okay, why did you feel it? Because of that. Oh, because of this. Oh, and then you'll get to something really deep. You also can try it the shamanic way. Um, I wouldn't recommend it without a, a shamanic pra- practitioner because they usually will rattle in. Um, but you could, you could go back and see who you've left behind. Um, and if just practice, pretend with me, if you were a witch, what kind of witch would you be? You can actually even please tell me, (laughs) you can tweet me your answer, um, at Omens Epiphanies. There's no and in the Twitter. You could find me on Facebook at Omens and Epiphanies. You could find me on Instagram. Instagram is where I post all the pictures of the tarot cards um, of the week. So that's at Omens and Epiphanies. You could also find me on um, my website, omensandepiphanies.com, where I also post, I post all the episodes and the tarot cards and any visual aids that I have for you. And you can find me on TikTok, uh, where I actually just kind of complain about the amount of work that I have to do for myself (laughs) that I'm making myself do right now at omens and epiphanies yeah there's an and in that one too or you can just send me an email omens and epiphanies at gmail.com i hope you have a beautiful day i hope you have a great week and i'll see you next week when we talk about the wheel of fortune okay bye